The Voices of Search podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything podcast network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Bridge Toll, California, customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus. Thailand Cave Rescue Operation. What is Schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What's a good engagement? How long before a wedding should I send out save the dates? Use IMAP to check email on other email clients. Identify fonts from where to find. We were four years Welcome to the Voices of Search podcast and I Hear Everything production. In this podcast, we'll share the news, knowledge, and strategies you need to navigate the ever-changing world of SEO. Ready to expedite your company's organic growth efforts? Sit back, relax, and get ready for your daily dose of search engine optimization wisdom. Here's today's host of the Voices of Search podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to the Voices of Search podcast. Today we're going to talk about the changes in power of SEO data. Joining us is Tom Wells, who is the co-founder of Wells & Harris, which is a digital consulting agency that specializes in strategic advice for marketing investments. And today, Tom and I are going to discuss SEO spend allocation that you need to own your niche. And this podcast is also sponsored by Ahrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health, backlinks, and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not. Because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Ahrefs' new Webmaster Tools product quickly helps you improve your site's visibility by pointing solutions to over 100 technical issues that might be holding your search performance down. Plus, AWT monitors for backlinks so you'll know the most linked to pages and how those links are affecting your rankings. And AWT shares what keywords your website ranks for and compares how you stack up against competitors for key metrics like search volume, keyword difficulty, and traffic value. Look, monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. And now, thanks to Ahrefs, that's not the case anymore because AWT will help you monitor your SEO health, backlinks, and keywords for free. And no, it's not one of those 14-day free trial offers. It's a powerful site audit tool that will keep working for you for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. All right, here's the first part of my conversation with Tom Wells, the co-founder of Wells & Harris. Tom, welcome back to the Voices of Search podcast. Hi, Ben. Thanks for having me on the show again. It's really great to see you. It's great to have you here. Look, a lot has happened since the last time we talked. You and I worked together for a little while at Search Metrics. We've both gone our separate ways. You hung your own shingle. Mazel tov. Congratulations. How are you hanging in there? And, And tell us what you're doing these days. Yeah, thanks, Ben. It's been quite a journey, obviously, since the last few episodes we ran together at the uh, the start of the year, the first quarter. Since then, I've gone on to found my own company, as you mentioned, Wells & Harris. We specialize in strategic advice, due diligence for your marketing spend, working with uh, some leading brands in the industry 
to strategically optimize how they spend their marketing budget. So, but it's been a roller coaster journey, but super exciting so far. All right. So let's talk about that. Where does the money go these days? Rumor has it uh, data access has been drying up because Apple basically took away all the data from Facebook and Google still doing relatively well. Performance marketing tanking. Where are people putting their money and how big of a priority should SEO be these days? As I'm always going to insist, SEO should be a huge uh, priority. But as you know, I do believe that uh, you need a holistic uh, strategy of view of digital marketing. So I believe that an effective brand typically looks at SEO as a bit of a cornerstone, but can learn from all of that data to actually optimize their paid strategy as well. And all of this should be underperformed by looking at UX metrics and making sure that the user experience is optimized as well. I kind of see that as a symbiotic uh, relationship. So... I feel like there's a two minds of thoughts amongst marketers. Obviously, the search marketers that are listening to this podcast probably are in favor of allocating more budget into SEO. But there are performance marketers, there are brand marketers who are saying, look, the rubber meets the road when we do our bottom of funnel marketing, or we need to build our awareness, we need to allocate towards brand. So when you're thinking about organic growth, awareness drivers, demand generation, What's the right allocation between those three buckets? It's a really great question. And I do wish I had a silver bullet answer that firms could just apply. But I would say that it is very niche specific. So I'll give you an example. We just completed some recent research looking at the banking sector. And the whole narrative of that piece was looking at sort of the big four banks uh, versus emerging fintech companies. And the idea was to see, can these emerging fintech companies make their plays and actually gain ground in organic search without the traditional 15 years of domain authority and thousands of backlinks and stuff. And and our results say that they can do that with less spend, the uh, bigger brands, which is super interesting. The real question is how they do that, right? You absolutely need to allocate spend to SEO, but it needs to be an internal priority for the company and it needs to be strategic. So I'm of the view that as long as there is spend there and it's spent wisely, you are going to see traction. So for me, it's not necessarily, um, let's say, paid versus SEO or paid taking away dollars that should go into SEO. I believe that the marketing unit should look at investment as a whole and make a sort of strategic roadmap for their success over the next year, two years, three years, and take a bit of a bigger picture. But you are right, SEO is undervalued. My research says that the SEO spend versus paid is roughly 10% of of what people are spending on search ads right now. I feel like attribution is always the big elephant in the room for these conversations where as a general marketer, I think, or maybe we should say as a marketing executive, most of us would put our hand on and say awareness marketing seems like a good way to light some money on fire. But all the biggest companies in the world are doing this. Uh, Eventually, we're going to work our way towards that. We want to be a little bit more down market focused so I can put my money into driving organic growth, but I'm not exactly sure what the return is, or I can go to a guaranteed return from performance marketing. I'm going to put my money where I know it's going to have a return. How do you rationalize not only whether you should be putting money into SEO, but how do you validate what the return is going to be? There's quite a lot to unpack with that question. And once again, great question, Ben. It's, I could talk for hours, but we don't have that time. So I'll keep it concise. But If you take a keyword set, which almost everybody listening will will know what that is, it's a set of keywords that we hold the same. Looking at the banking sector, a few thousand of those keywords can offer a potential of 3.5 million hits a month 
but just organically. So if you have a market share of close to the theoretical maximum and you're ranking very highly for some of those strategic terms and you keep refreshing your content and doing a good job of pleasing your users, which is the most important thing to do, you're getting so much free traffic that the ROI is, is astronomical. The point is, how do you get there? Because marketers live in a we want everything yesterday mindset. Organic search is a journey. It's going to take some time, particularly if you haven't established your niche beforehand, to actually begin ranking for those high value terms. But we see in our research that top brands consider organic just as important as, as paid. The other part to unpack to that is an element of, of trust, right? Not everybody trusts ads. In fact, most people don't. Click-through rates, paid versus organic, clearly show that. But when you begin to see a brand appearing in the right places, the first organic link is almost a sign of respect. You're like, okay, this isn't an ad. This is a real result that Google thinks is valuable. So ranking organically also helps to establish trust and authority as well. So let's talk about the amount of spend allocation. Uh, You mentioned the banking sector, large industry, lots of revenue, huge incumbent brands. Wells Fargo here in the United States has been a bank since the time that we were driving, you know, horse-drawn carriages. That's probably a lot of domain authority. I'm not sure how Google factors that in. But it's a large company. How do you own a niche in something as large as banking? How do you figure out what your spend allocation should be, specifically in industries that are large with large competitors? Another great question. And it's just, it's so interesting right now because what we're seeing is a move towards uh, content relevance being king, not just content and domain authority being king. We actually looked at a new market for our research, and that was a conscious choice because we didn't want to have any bias of having analyzed the US and the UK for the past decade or more. And so we actually looked at the Australian market, which was a new challenge for us. And what we saw there was two upcoming fintech brands outmaneuver. Uh, the big four banks in Australia organically with significantly less spend and less domain authority. And how they did that is have incredibly user-centric content that exactly meets the needs of the searches and queries that people were searching for. For me, a key part of the strategy that is absolutely the most overlooked is first understanding the niche before dropping spend into it. That involves strategic research like we provide at Wells & Harris and other firms do as well, where we sort of do a zoom out and understand what are the spheres of influence, what are users actually searching for, what are potential topic clusters, and what are they looking for in return when they actually find your brand? You know, How do you best answer and meet their needs? Time for a one-minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help, and you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges. Or you can work with a cookie-cutter agency to quickly launch a strategy-less project with low success rate. None of those sound very good, now do they? Well, that's where Previsible's integrated consulting model comes in. Previsible draws from a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to unlock your organic growth opportunities. They build custom solutions that combine strategy, technical expertise, content, and reporting to effectively operationalize SEO for your business. Previsible's four-stage approach ensures that your SEO programs thrive by starting off with a strategy-first approach. 
Then they support you in your efforts to create quality content, help you identify technical issues, and most importantly, they'll work with your cross-functional teams to integrate your SEO strategies to make sure that your SEO budget actually drives results, not just your agency's bottom line. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. So I understand what you're saying in the sense of if you create great targeted content, if you understand the customers, then you're going to be able to decrease the amount of spend, the amount of content volume, the amount that you're publishing. You're still going to have to optimize your website. But in theory, your spend allocation goes lower the more you're able to understand the customer. But understanding the customer takes budget and takes timing. So walk me through adding up all of these pieces together. How much do you allocate towards research and customer education? How much is content? How much is monitoring, technical optimization? What other other buckets I'm missing? When you're thinking about your spend allocation to master a niche, how do you break down that spend? The research would actually dictate the spend allocation because I'd say there's different competitive sort of indices. If you're looking at, depending what geo device you're trying to optimize for, you may need a different spend allocation if you're trying to own business banking in Australia versus owning it in the US. But the first and primary phase should always be some details, research both of where you are right now, where your competitors are right now, and the trends that they're also moving towards. So if you look at sort of an annual budget, I would put at least 5% into sort of strategic research upfront before uh, moving on to the sort of the bigger allocations of, let's say, technical optimization, spending on content, refreshing content, and those other pillars that you need as well. You're uniquely qualified to answer this. You know, if I'm going into a new industry, we launched a content as a service business. We're helping brands create their own podcast now. It's a relatively new medium, podcast content production. Sure, there's lots of content production firms, but we're a niche of a niche. How do I figure out how much research I need to do to figure out my spend allocation? Is it the same across every industry? If you're in a smaller industry, do you need less research? What's that process look like? I'd say that the research methodology should be the same because you should have a repetitive methodology so you can reproduce results at a later date. So at Wells & Harris, we do take a very scientific approach to do that. I will say, though, the smaller the, the niche the less data is available. It's not always a bad thing, but especially with podcasting, there's a lot of awareness that goes into that as well as navigational searches. So often if a user, we see if a user already is aware of a podcast or perhaps a famous presenter, they'll search for that, maybe find a live interview on YouTube or on Google Podcasts. So there's many different ways that users can find that, but it is a little bit more navigational rather than the traditional SEO niche where we'd filter out and look at non-branded terms and uh, see how users are actually interacting with the business in a more transactional nature. But to your original question, how you should work out how much research you need to do. If you want to own the niche, I believe the key to do that is to have the best research because that will inform exactly how you can be better than your competitors. So firstly, you should know who your competitors are. And secondly, you should see exactly what they're doing, depending again, niche specific stuff, but how much are they spending on ads and how can you work that out? 
How much are they spending on SEO and how can you work that out? Where are the users discovering them and what's the sentiment of those users when they are discovering them and how can you outperform them on all of those pillars? What's the best way to make the most out of your spend allocation when you're spreading it across multiple channels? I'm going to be doing demand generation. I need to do content optimization as well. Probably need to do awareness. Is there a way to make sure that where you're allocating spend, it is building on top of each other? Or is it really something that has to be siloed? I don't believe it necessarily needs to be siloed. I do believe that the data needs to be collected in a way that's comparable. So just to give you an example of how I would compare performance of brands across the classic two, SEO and paid. When we do research at Wells and Harris, we actually have ways where we've developed our own custom metrics that overcome the, the, the sort of shortfalls that are traditionally there when you're looking at different Google search ads accounts or Google Analytics where the numbers don't match up and it's incredibly frustrating. We've actually developed our own uh, methodology where we can compare apples with apples because we hold certain factors exactly the same and you can directly compare, let's say, organic and, and paid performance. That's quite a complex subject. So to sort of give the users and the listeners a takeaway for today, the first and most important thing is to understand what metrics you're measuring for and how accurate your numbers are leading into those metrics. And if you begin to answer those two questions, you'll begin to get pointed in the right direction. Because if you think about, for example, you go into your Google Analytics account and you see your total number of hits, that's quite a basic metric. And there's a lot of data fluctuation that's involved in that because of the way that those numbers are put together. Uh, the same with Google search ads. It's a little bit more of a direct number because you are getting a revenue figure out the back, but it's still, there's a lot of fluctuation involved in those things too. Every time that you use an analytics platform and every time you use different platforms, often those numbers won't match up. And it's sort of important to understand how those metrics are put together. And I appreciate marketers are pressed for time, but there's a lot of extra information and things like technical information, online blogs, where the creators of these tools go into quite a lot of detail about how they get to those numbers. And that can be quite an informative read if you're so minded. But again, like I say, we looked at so many different platforms when I was forming Wells and Harris, and we found sort of gaps with pretty much every metric out there. So we really went out of our way over the last few months to develop our own system, our own metrics, and create our view of the market where we can compare UX, SEO, paid as one holistic picture. But yeah, like I say, complex, but super interesting topic. You know, at the end of the day, you always have to understand not only who is in your market, but what are you trying to accomplish as a business? And if you don't spend the time to do that research, it's hard for you to figure out the right way to allocate your budget, whether it be in SEO, performance marketing, brand awareness, demand gen, any sort of channel that you're thinking of. And that wraps up this episode of the Voices of Search podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Tom Wells, the co-founder of Wells & Harris. Join us again tomorrow when Tom and I continue our conversation talking about why 1% of domains own 99% of market share. If you can't wait until our next episode and you'd like to learn more about Tom, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes, or you can visit his company's website, which is wellsandharris.com, W-E-L-L-S-A-N-D-H-A-R-R-I-S.com. Also on Wells & Harris, Tom mentioned that there is a white paper about the banking sector. So if you're interested in seeing some of Wells and Harris's research, uh, that's going to be published on their homepage as well. 
And a special thanks to Previsible for sponsoring this podcast. If you're looking for support with all of your SEO needs, Previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you. They draw on a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to help you unlock your organic search and growth opportunities. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, and Square, all who rely on SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. And a special thanks to Ahrefs for sponsoring this podcast. Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools, but that's not the case anymore thanks to Ahrefs because they just launched their Ahrefs Webmaster Tools product, which monitors your SEO health, helps you keep track of your backlinks, and gives you the insight into what keywords are performing for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to VoicesOfSearch.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also send us your topic suggestions or your SEO questions, and you can even apply to be a guest speaker on the Voices of Search podcast. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is Voices of Search on Twitter, and my personal handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of SEO and content marketing, insights in your podcast feed. We're going to publish a new episode every day during the work week. So hit that subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed in the next business day. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, remember the answers are always in the data. 